You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm the co-owner of The Crucible, Pedro, but this is Modern Day Debate, and I will be subbing in for James tonight as moderator over this amazing debate we have for you tonight between internet personality I'm Really Important and Twitch streamer Stardust going up against author of the book Occult Feminism, Rachel Wilson, also known as Based Homeschool Mom, alongside her husband and co-founder of The Crucible, whom I have zero, absolutely zero affiliation with, Andrew Wilson. Tonight, they will be arguing if there exists some sort of woke agenda on the left. Whether it's true or false, both parties have been briefed in uh, the background how this will be conducted. And finally, we'd like to thank you all if this is your first time or if you're returning to Modern Day Debate. Welcome and enjoy. But before we get to that, we would request you all hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and if you feel like you want to contribute to the growth of this platform through any of the links in the description, please donate or uh, purchase some of the merch from this channel. Enjoy the show, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and welcome everybody. Andrew Wilson. Uh, we already discussed in the background, it'll be your side of the team who will be giving their opening statements. Uh, this is the subject of, is there a left-wing woke agenda going on? You have six minutes, sir. Go for it. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we got you. Okay, great. So just kind of launch this off. I'm going to start by saying that woke culture is gross. It's disgusting. Uh, as to the question of if there is a woke agenda, the answer is most certainly yes. Hard to imagine the two libs here who are ardent supporters of Destiny, who was deplatformed by what Mr. Girl called transo culture for the high crime of, well, likely telling the truth, would even uh, try to make an argument that there is no woke culture when we see it inside of the very platforms that they stream on. The truth has become a revolutionary act. Very few people uh, tell it at all. Liberals, least of all, neither opponent can say truthfully that progressives don't control essentially all major institutions, including the government right now. Very difficult to believe the progressives here can say with a straight face that 
such a culture does not exist as woke culture. Twitter, almost as soon as the announcement was made that there would be a change in hands, broke their fingers typing brand new code as to cover their tracks of obvious shadow bannings, showing us hundreds and thousands of accounts that instantly had tens to hundreds to thousands of followers overnight because these accounts were clearly being suppressed. This is part of this technocracy, woke technocracy, that has a control grid over almost all major media institutions. The agenda of woke is completely obvious. We can move into some of the uh, you know, more controversial LGBTQ uh, advocacy groups, which are part of this woke culture. But for the purposes of TOS, I'll try to stay at least somewhat clear of those. And I don't even think that we need to necessarily get into them for me to make these broad points to you. We saw during the BLM riots, the exact same type of woke culture. And there was massive corporations that were being promoted by the media who were giving tens of thousands of dollars to professional provocateurs and rioters in our streets in order to push what was an obvious communist agenda. Saying that there is no woke culture is absolutely insane. Of course there is. I doubt my opponents can make a case for how there isn't. And with that, I'll turn it over to my wife, Rachel. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is my first time um, on here debating with Andrew, so this is going to be fun. Um, Stardust and I have had a, a good debate before, a couple good debates before, so glad to be back here talking with her. Um, building off of what Andrew said, in my book, which you can buy on Amazon, <laughs> um, I have done a ton of research on feminist movements, but you might already know that the feminist movement was tied in throughout history with all kinds of other liberal social movements, such as abolition early on, and then later civil rights and gay rights. And, and now it's all intersectionalism, right? So the whole woke agenda that we're talking about is essentially just a movement to disintegrate the, the social order, the standing social order, which has existed fairly in the same form in the West for thousands of years. I mean, we've had a nuclear family, we've had uh, a patriarchy and a hierarchical system. And the woke agenda is really about tearing that down, disintegrating that, um, dissolving all boundaries and making everything permissible. Um, any type of limits, any type of boundaries, other than please don't hurt me, bro, are basically, you know, trying to cast out. It's it's essentially, um, it started with the enlightenment and now we're, we're in the kind of hyper phase of it where it's basically anything and everything goes, everything is acceptable. And the end goal of that is going to be some kind of globalist technocratic order where um, it's very top-down control. There is no private property, no nuclear family, um, things of that nature. So when we see all these, these social movements that just in the last 10 years, things that would have been absolutely unthinkable 10 years ago are now suddenly not only totally acceptable, but are being pushed heavily. That's why you see um, maybe 20 years ago, the younger generation, only about one to 3% would identify as some type of LGBTQ identity. Now we see in um, Gen Z about 
percent identify as some kind of LGBTQ, and it's because this is cool, acceptable. It's almost like you're weird if you're not gay or something like that now. So uh, there's definitely an agenda, but it's it's much more than just Republican versus Democrat, liberal versus conservative, or right versus left. It's much, much deeper than that. And ultimately, it does have some spiritual underpinnings, as all political battles do. So there's certainly an agenda. And I think all you have to do is know a little bit of history to see that. And that's about it for me. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Uh, so wokeism is an adjective meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. What wokeism is, is an awareness of racial and social justice issues and a dedication to strive for better. This has been an ongoing movement since the civil rights. Um, and the term woke is just a continuation of that. Some think that a woke agenda is one in which people are called canceled for not believing the right things and companies are nefariously participating in pushing progressive agenda to change culture. However, this is not my stance. My stance is that wokeism is good for business, good for growing children, and not correlated with cancel culture. Wokeism saved iconic American brand Mattel as Barbie sales bloomed during the pandemic following a revamp. Wokeism is a good thing, encourages diversity, acceptance of differences, and equality. Cancel culture, on the other hand, has been around for a long time and has been something that many different groups have participated in, whether that's progressives, conservatives, or people in between. Um, moral panics are often perpetuated by conservative fear and result in the cancellation of various people. Some examples of cancellation not perpetuated by wokeism are the Red Scare or McCarthyism, um, the Federal Bureau of uh, Narcotics trying to forbid Billie Holiday from performing anti-lynching songs, Strange Fruit, Disco Demolition Night, Nina Simone getting banned from the radio, and much of the South for the song Mississippi Goddamn, the panic around Dungeons and Dragons in the 1980s and 1990s, which is, you know, a very nerdy game um, that people suspected um, a bunch of nerds were... Uh, I guess, worshiping demons through this game, uh, the satanic panic, and uh, most recently Colin, uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick being canceled for kneeling during the anthem. Um, with these examples, I find it hard to blame woke culture for cancel culture or um, accountability culture. In fact, I would largely blame moral panic and outrage for the ruination of many lives over the decades. Okay. Are you, you're good, Stardust? Yep. I'm good. Okay, cool. So I don't think there is a woke agenda. Uh, I think this is just the continual pursuit of civil rights, like Stardust was saying, inequality. Um, and it's being amplified nowadays by social media, things like TikTok, and uh, people are seeing videos that outrage them of the most extreme things. So they feel like the whole world's falling apart. And we're at the point now where the right is no longer using culture war topics to distract from their terrible economic policies, but rather they're just using culture war for the sake of culture war to rile people up and get them out to vote so that they can hold on to power. They need their boogeymen, whether it's transgender people, undocumented immigrants, the education system, whatever it is. But I think people need to stop blaming pursuit of equality for their problems. I mean, people trying to identify as something doesn't affect you in any way at all. My bigger concern is the economic fallout that is starting to come from some of these laws that are being passed to try to push back on this stuff. 
I mean, we don't have to look very far. We have the Parental Rights and Education Act in Florida, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. And poor Disney, a private company, decided to speak out on behalf of its employees, which I thought conservatives are all for freedom of speech, but I guess not in this case. Interesting. And now the state of Florida wants to pass or did pass a law to dissolve Disney, well, or Disney World's district where they set their own taxes, the Reedy Creek Improvement District by June 2023. And what is this going to do? This is going to pass a billion dollars debt onto the taxpayers. They're going to lose out on $100 million in taxes that Disney was able to levy on the local population. And property taxes are going to go up like 20%. So it's, it's getting kind of serious now with this anti-wokeism nonsense. And I think the onus is on the people out there saying there's an agenda. It's up to you guys to lay out, not for us. Show us who the players are. Show us what the plan is. And show us what the goals are. You got to lay it out like a RICO case for us to buy it. Buy what you're selling. So I look forward to this discussion. I'm excited to see what our friends on the other side have to say. Thank you uh, for that opening statement, IRI. Uh, at this time, we're going to open up the floor, uh, but to let the audience know, uh, there'll only be 50 minutes of uh, cross-examination. After that, we'll have audience questions. During that time, submit your questions, and I will be copying them over, and then I'll bring them up later. The floor is open. Go for it, gentlemen. Uh, okay, it. so first and foremost, I can't kind of help but hysterically laugh at the contradiction of our opponents, the first of which did a bait and switch and says, yes, there's a woke culture. That's true. But what that really means is civil rights. It's not what it means. That's absurd on its face. And then your partner, who you obviously didn't coordinate with, says, no, there's absolutely no such thing as a woke culture at all. Nothing at all. There is no woke culture. It doesn't exist. The onus is on you to prove it. Wait, wait, there's wokeness. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's wokeness. I didn't say I didn't deny it. Let me finish. I'll give it back. Okay. The onus is on us. We don't need to prove it, right? Your teammate just gave us a definition of what you consider it to be, which is everything that's egalitarian based, right? That's what her definition of it was. So do you disagree with that? I'm really important. Do you disagree that Stardust's definition of egalitarianism is basically wokeness? Or maybe does Stardust want to backtrack on that I, and re-explain it? I, I think that we didn't contradict each other at all because um, we both have not uh, said anything to affirm a woke agenda. Sure, we can identify what wokeism is, right? Um, and we can we can definitely <laughs> we can definitely identify like wokeness within culture. But as far as an agenda, like a coordinated um, uh, 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 thing to to um, like push progressive agenda, I I've yet to see an example of that. Well, wait, if every Everything that's egalitarianism that's being pushed by the government is woke agenda. How's that not coordinated? That's insane. I, I can't even believe you just said that. It doesn't even make any sense on its face, Stardust. Uh, okay, so, so what? Yeah, what? What? What woke? Um, what wokeness is being uh, pushed by the government? Well, according to you, anything that is egalitarianism. You said we can define wokeness. We know it when we see it. And it's basically any form of an egalitarian movement that those were all the examples that you cited for your definition of what wokeness is. So to say to that everything from the civil rights and this types of things are not coordinated is absolutely insane on its face. So maybe you should just backtrack a little bit and give us a different definition 
that's no. Uh, wokeism. So no, I'm gonna no, I'm not. So wokeism again, what what I said it was was an adjective meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Um, it's well, a, no, an awareness it of those issues. It's an awareness of those issues. It's an on it's an ongoing um, uh, idea, right? So it's as not as you said, it was like a continuation of civil rights, correct? Well, yeah, those the ideas around the civil rights, yes. Um, but that totally a, was it coordinated, though, Stardust. Uh, not necessarily. No, there's not. It's not like an agenda. <laughs> no, there was no agenda for civil rights. Uh, I don't think well, agenda was... in the in the way that you mean it. I guess. <laughs> well, what yeah, what dur- way do I mean it? In what way do I mean it that I'm not saying it correctly for you? Was there a civil rights agenda or was there not, Stardust? Um, there was not. I think uh, people had there to fight not. very hard for civil rights. Would you say that the Civil War was part of a civil rights agenda, Stardust? The civil rights was part of a civil war agenda. Yeah, the Civil War. Would you say that that was part of the civil rights movement? You know, that whole war for the freeing of slaves thing. Would you say that that, that was agenda based, maybe highly coordinated by uh, government agencies, uh, maybe two full government agencies, in fact? Right. Um, I think that the Civil War was more about um, recognizing that slavery was wrong. Right. And I think that civil rights, you mean. Right. The Civil War. um, Well, well, look, we're, we're talking about right now. okay? so let's let's stick with modern day here. What we're arguing, we're not arguing the, the, what wokeness is. She was just saying, hey, look, wokeness is, this is the colloquial definition of it. But what we're talking about, is there an agenda? That's what Rachel said. Rachel said there's an agenda that yeah. is being that's played exactly out right now. So you about, guys though. you guys tell us, who are the players? What's well, the plan? What's the end res- your definition already. We oh, got your definition, no. which included well, all of the egalitarian governmental players who are involved in wokeism by your definition. So what are you talking about? I think about, you're man? conflating We're- movements with agendas. Yeah, but you guys know that, that when I think I can clear this up because you guys know that when Congress convenes, the Democrats mm-hmm. have an agenda and the Republicans have an agenda. You could say conservatives have an agenda. An agenda just means like this is our plan. This is uh sure. some uh something we want to do because we want this certain end result that we're going for. Now I mean, the the debate is about whether or not there's a woke agenda and Stardust, you kind of said, well, there is, but it's not a bad thing. It's just a continuation of the fight for civil rights. And then I'm really important said, no, there's no agenda. Prove it, bros. So Andy was just saying you guys conflicted. No, no, I don't think that's conflicted. I think I think what's going on is Andrew is conflating um, me talking about a woke movement as like um, as as me acknowledging there being an agenda. I don't think that there is an agenda. I think that that the the movement for civil rights, the movement for social equality and social justice has been something that's been going on for a long time. Does that mean that there's like an agenda for it? I don't think so. I think people had to fight very hard and had to fight with their own government to get those things. Well, then that would be an agenda, Stardust. <laughs> Here, guys, what are you talking got, about, Stardust? I've got the dictionary definition of agenda. It says a list of items to be discussed at a formal meeting. Okay, so there you go. Where what is our list of items that we're trying to accomplish with with wokeness? Like I've never seen anything like this. Oh, I can tell you. I'll I'll tell you all about it. If you've ever sure. watched a single 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez rant, you've probably heard what the liberal agenda is. If you've ever listened to any of the feminist speeches, any of the civil rights speeches, any of the the um, gay rights speeches, generally what Stardust is talking about would be considered an agenda. They say, we want this, we want this, and we're not going to rest until we get that, right? All these different groups. Okay. And what well, we're I saying is hot- the woke agenda is like the far, it's the very ultra progressive um, side of things. And my argument was, it's been very clear. These people lay out exactly what they want to do. They have for the last 150 years. If you know a little bit of history, you know what every one of these movements was about and how they were all interconnected, which today we call intersectionality, right? They'll tell you exactly what they want. Black Lives Matter has an agenda. They will tell you what it is and they have told you what it is. So I, what I don't think it's that there's not one. I think it's that you guys think it's a good agenda and we think it's a bad one. I, I, so what, what was that about intersectionality? So all these different groups fighting for their civil rights, whichever Mm -hmm. group you want to pick right Mm -hmm. now, when we, when we talk about intersectionalism, the theory of like feminist intersectionalism, or, you know, it's like where, um, okay, so who's the most oppressed if I'm a black bisexual woman, well, I'm super oppressed because I have three groups of crossover of like being an oppressed individual. So this is all of these quote unquote rights movements coming together and saying, hey, we all have a lot in common. We have a lot of crossover. Let's work together, which is what they've always historically done. And I'm not saying the people in these movements on the ground didn't maybe have good intentions. Sure, they did. And um, I'm not going to say every single thing that ever they ever accomplished was bad. But I will say that they are unwittingly part of a much larger plan to kind of just redefine and reorganize the social order. That's obviously what wokeism is. Wokeism is we don't want uh, nuclear families with dads as the head of the household, mom staying home, raising the kids. We don't want um, you know, small business and private property. And we don't want, you know, we don't want capitalism. We don't want these things. We're going to change it all. We want to reorganize it. That's what the Soviets did. That's what we've done here, um, in different ways. It's always about just reorganizing the social order. That's what wokeness is really about. Okay. So, 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 um, so no, I, I just, I, I broadly define wokeism as being alert to racial prejudice alert to discrimination, right? That's, that's pretty much, that's what, what I define oh, I it see. as, so changing the um, social order, as far right? as, as, as far <laughs> as, as far as an, a, um, a, a, an agenda. Um, I think if, if you mean an agenda is when um, people do related things, and that's a really, really broad, very broad uh, definition of an agenda, then you know what? Yeah, you can apply that to anything. There's an agenda for everything. People do related things all the time. As far as there being a coordinated effort between all of these different movements, I I disagree. Um, You've seen uh, throughout history, throughout civil rights movements, where one group will get um, get equality or get the rights that they want and then they'll close the door for the for the people behind them so no i don't think that there's agenda that if you that is your definition Who said anything about it that is your definition that's us. your definition if you think no, that, that an agenda you know, is people doing it. related things Literally. then a lot of people can do no. related things but that is no. such a broad agenda that is such a broad no. um definition of agenda Nobody that it's like that you that could apply that to anything that. 
Nobody said it had to be coordinated. Nobody said the word coordinated. You just made that shit up. No, I didn't. But it Rachel, Rachel brought up coordination. Rachel you guys brought up coordination because not, it is. Not between, that it woke, is. not between woke groups specifically. So you can have BLM. I mean, that's what the claim was from so Rachel, was BLM, it not? Who's not yeah, that was Rachel's claim. Rachel no, was saying that she claimed have, that. You can have, like BLM, for instance, not necessarily coordinating with some other woke group in order to have an agenda Andy, that is still specific to woke. Andy, I can easily prove her wrong. It's not even a point we have to argue because if you look at the Black Lives Matter agenda, if you go to their website and see their platform, they are Marxists. They want to fight for Marxist um, social order. They agree with feminism. They agree with all these intersectional uh, rights movements. They do agree and they do overlap. That's why you have giant conventions like the first international global convention. You got the second international. You have the Humanist Manifesto, the Humanist Manifesto number two. Throughout the last 150 years, there have been globalist organizations that have worldwide conventions with people from all over different nations coming together to say, yes, we we agree, like we may not agree on every single thing, but we all want Marxism. We all want to, you know, destroy the patriarchy. We all want to end the uh, bourgeois class. Like, yes, they do coordinate. Absolutely, they do. Well, I mean, it's well, his, just a matter of historical record that they do. To well, say that they on. don't you, is silly. You, you brought up AOC. So this is one member of 435 in the House who has a huge social media presence. She does not represent the party. In fact, we didn't choose Bernie Sanders in the 2020 primary. We chose somebody much more moderate. So I would argue that this woke agenda you claim is taking over, including destroying the nuclear family as if that's a mission in life. I think it's about expanding the idea of what a family is so more people feel welcome and feel accepted in society you know not everybody wow. has a mom you and just, a dad some people well, can point. i finish well, thank you. can i finish <laughs> can i finish my point i'm sorry and then you bring yes, up the uh, blm i was gonna you say yes up, all right get, get get your point out yeah no worries um and then you brought up the blm website well i could create a website tomorrow and say i'm one of the leaders of blm and here's my mission in life does that define an entire movement of people spread across the united states tens of millions of people i went out to blm protests those people don't represent me that put up some website with some tenants on it i mean come on let's be realistic here that's not fair. You, are, are we going to let you guys be defined by some extreme characters on your side? Of course not. That's ridiculous. I, I would think that you would let us be defined by the leaders who are on our side that we supported. I'm really important. So like AOC is a leader. It's like, oh, AOC. Yeah. She's only she's only How? one. She's only one she's out one. of a large body, out of a large body who's she's well, got that's powerful true, positions except that they on have, committees, doesn't she? Well, they have, but they have a joint agenda, she, right? She's part she's of a party platform. She's literally part of a party platform. What are you talking she's about, a, man? She's a marginalized voice within the Democratic Party. She's one of a small handful of people. She's not even in leadership. How is she a leader in our party? She's an extreme she member. Powerful positions on committees, isn't she? She's on a one of like committees. She's isn't one she of like legislation. Four, She's one of like 40 members. I can't point to a single piece of legislation that she's, she's even had a vote on on the floor. No. Well, I mean, what about all the giant uh, NGOs that have woke agendas like the Rockefeller Foundation or the Ford Foundation? What about these massive, wealthy think tanks that direct all of the, you know, kind of agendas for governments? It's not even AOC. I'm not so worried about AOC. There's much larger non-governmental organizations that have billions and billions of dollars 
that kind of direct these agendas. You don't think that that that's a thing? Is that also just a crazy conspiracy theory that doesn't exist? I, I do not think that there are NGOs trying to break up the nuclear family. I ask you, what's the purpose? Why would they want to destroy the nuclear family? Why would they want to see families not have a mom and a dad instead well, of just expanding the idea? Sure, I can I'd be tell curious you. to hear. So there was a Bolshevik revolutionary named Alexandra Kolontai. She was the first diplomat ever to hold a position. She was the first woman ever to hold a, a main government position in history. She was part of Lenin's government, um, and she instituted the... She was the commissar of social welfare. She was the first to legalize abortion, which set a precedent around the entire world. She has hundreds of writings, well-known essays, not well-known maybe by us in the modern day, unless you're me and you're a nerd and you read these things, but she absolutely laid out exactly why she wanted to dissolve the nuclear family because she said there was no such thing as liberation for the proletariat nor for women unless we dissolved the patriarchal structure of the family and saw women as labor units who whose loyalty was owed to the state she well, felt gee, that, that the state familiar. should be the dad we need to get it's rid of dads like, and we just need to yeah it's she, almost like it, that she came true very and women are labor about, units so as far as the new she wasn't family. the only one many of the the bolshevik revolutionaries said this nuclear family stuff has to go do you want to know why because they said this is how the bourgeoisie passed down uh, private property. They want patriarchy so that they have legitimate heirs so that they can pass down generational wealth. We want to end generational wealth. We want to end private property. Therefore, we have to end the family and the institution of marriage. They wrote this. I mean, you can go read it. It's right there. They tell you what they're going to do. A hundred years ago? A hundred years ago, yeah. somebody wrote something and we're supposed to assume that's being well, played out right you, now in 2022. No one can hear anybody right now. Just chill well, out. Chill who out. cares if it was written a hundred years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago? We have documents right now that we follow that were written hundreds of years. Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, but Makes no sense on its face. The AH, what was asked specifically was, can you demonstrate a cog in this woke agenda to, to show what it is that they want? Rachel's like, here, let me demonstrate it. I'll give you the name. I'll tell you exactly what it was that she wanted. I'll tell you exactly why they wanted the deconstruction of the nuclear family. Well, it was to make women cogs in the workforce. And what are they right now, IRI? Well, they're cogs in the workforce, aren't they? Labor units. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so so well. first off, first off, just because that that was written um doesn't mean that we follow that today. That was written by one person, right? Oh, you don't and, think that the Marxist theory has any effect on well, how we do things today? It, I mean, it, it it might in some in some abstract way, but that doesn't mean that we're pushing for specifically the dissolution of the nuclear family. The push for racial justice had nothing to do with the the push for dissolution of the nuclear family. In fact, the nuclear family um, was something that was was a, a, a very privileged thing for a lot of people to even be able to have in their lives, right? Because a lot of the time with these nuclear families, if um, there would be other people, other workers who were also like women who were, had their own families who were forced to work and they because they were not middle class or upper class, right? Uh, for the for people who were poor, it's uh, it, the it's uh, they've always had to work. It's it's not um, it's not as if um, people didn't um, didn't have to already go out into the workforce. In fact, children had to work for a very long time. So um, I don't think that the, that wokeism or the push for for racial justice or the push 
for um, for uh, uh, gender um, uh, equality means that we're trying to um, to destroy the nuclear family. If anything, um, I think that we're just trying to make more types of families accepted. Okay. All right, yeah. and I'm I pausing mean, the clock really quick just so we can. I I do actually want everybody to smash something right right now, and it's that like button. We have 252 people watching. I'm sitting here for James right now in his seat, trying to help grow this channel, and we thank you so much for watching. Continue to debate. Okay, so first and foremost, Stardust, uh, you say, well, you know, the uh, the poor and the disenfranchised women, well, they always had to work. Well, okay, yeah, that's true. But we also had a budding middle class where a whole lot of women didn't have to work for an awful long time. And when we're talking about the nuclear family, we're not talking about it only has to be dad, mom, and kids. When people reference it, they mean cross-generational families, meaning if grandpa lives there, no big deal. Maybe there's a niece that lives there. Maybe there's a nephew. Okay, that's all fine. Nobody's nobody's making an argument against that. What we're saying specifically is that the deconstruction of having a family unit with a mommy and a daddy and the kids is something that is consistently under attack by woke progressive leftists. And it's foolish to say otherwise as we see it play out right in front of our eyes. You say we just want to expand the family. Well, to look like what? To look like anything that we can make it look like that shows worse results and worse outcomes I mean, for everybody. Almost don't we every have single time. prominent gay couples now um, hiring surrogates to make babies for them and everybody's applauding that? You guys don't think that's a massive disruption of the social order? Not at all. Dave Rubin seems to be doing quite well with his, uh, him and his partner adopting a child. I think they'll raise wonderful kids. There's plenty of kids that grow up to be one, just great citizens and, that are raised by two moms, two dads, three dads. What's wrong What's with two friends awful? raising a kid? What's wrong with three question. bosom buddies? Wait, what's wrong with three bosom buddies hanging out, raising a kid? You tell me. I, I'll ask you this. Is there a limit? What are the boundaries? What would be unacceptable to you? Is there anything... Nothing. If people say, I love nothing. my, I love no, he said uh, my seven partners. He said nothing. Oh, so everything. Nothing. Like, so you just conceded what I said in the beginning, which is that the goal of the woke agenda is to dissolve all boundaries, no. all limits, and make everything acceptable. No, 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 no. I do want to differentiate. Why would you Our, say nothing? I, I no, no, because, go. yes, just let me say real quickly, it, we are not trying to eliminate your mommy daddy scenario that's what you guys are implying we are trying to expand what the idea of a family is you want to have a mommy and daddy we have no problem with that i love it yeah uh, i think uh, you can look at uh, anybody can look at statistics and for sure um by far having two parents in the house is better than having one parent in the house for outcomes for children 100 but when you talk about the nuclear family you are not defining it correctly. The nuclear family is specifically a family group consisting of parents and their children living in a one-home residence. This does not include the extended family. The extended family is something that is also a very traditional family unit, right? That, yeah, that we've seen not, throughout time. And, and wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Wait, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Okay. You're talking about no, no, we're no, trying no, to no. do we're not, no, I'm not finished. Is there any Andrew, no, no, no. No, let her finish, Andrew. Let her finish. Uh, yes. I've been that. letting you guys finish. Okay. Yeah. But first off, um, uh, first off, 
you guys are talking about preserving the nuclear family. Well, um, and then you're trying to, to shoehorn the extended family underneath that. That's not true. The nuclear family has always been about the, the parents and the children living in their in their house together. You do not include the extended family in that. And, and the extended family has, because that's not the definition. The extended well, we family, said and both, and let me finish. I'm not both. finished. I'm not finished. Okay. The extended <laughs> family... The extended family is something that has been a traditional form of the family for a very long time, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And um, and one thing that we want to do is to be accepting of the extended family, these joint families living together, big families living together, because guess what's even better than two parents in a household, two parents and two grandparents in a household, and all of those people being able to share responsibility and taking no, care of children. No, well, that is amazing. All, and then- so, so great. So, well, how long are you going to go before I can respond to any your points so first and foremost stardust we're saying and both too right we're saying it's okay to have an extended family unit and a nuclear family unit isn't that great so if grandpa needs to come live with you that's just fine that has nothing to do with the price of tea in fucking china one two let's move into uh let me ask you this question if you didn't have your mom and she was replaced with a second dad do you think you would have missed your mom? Do you think that you got things from your mom that you could never have gotten from your dad? Because I want you to kind of lie to me right now and say, no, I think if I had two same-sex parents, the outcome for me would have been exactly the same. I was raised same. in a single-parent household, so having two parents in my household would have been better than a single-parent household, yeah. Okay, so do you, you have no relationship with your dad at all? None at all. Okay. Well, you're still the exception to the rule. What about you, IRI? Would would you would you say that if you had two of the same sex parents, the outcome would be exactly the same for you? I don't see why not. You don't see what you wouldn't miss your mom. You don't think there was lessons that were imparted no, from because, the feminine that could not no, have been imparted from just the masculine? There are other female role models in everyone's lives that they can look to, whether it's teachers or uh, counselors or the coach on the team, whatever. Who what does it matter? If the role, they're not your so you're mom, telling me, so, so you're telling me the person who tucks you in a bed at night has to be a man or a woman to make a difference? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it has I to think be your that, mother yeah. or your father. You're you're essentially saying again, you're agreeing with the people I was just talking about that people are just interchangeable units. We're just widgets. There's no mothers and fathers. They're just random. Yeah. Uh, units it's a very they're, they're not interchangeable what is important is quality well, you said it doesn't right? matter you could have it, um lurch down the street you in at night and it's fine quality is regardless of gender right Qual wait, quality wait. Qual like qu quality parents are it doesn't matter what gender that parent is if they are a quality parent yes you can so, have terrible parents you two are competent people but how many kids out there have terrible parents who are just dumb dumbs and had terrible experiences in life they would much rather have two competent people of the same sex than two idiots raising them i think okay, can you do you disagree bring it back no, to the well, topic of the debate andy First, they just they just conceded the debate they did but they're who cares here i still want to dive into that, this because I i'm glad you two have they're, decided they're sitting here telling us that um there's no woke agenda but there is no saying, agenda there's the, no agenda there's no at moms, all. There's no dads. It can just be anybody. You can accept everything. What everything we want is, is quality parents. We don't want just anybody being able to Who raise. decides who's a quality parent? Well, you seem to have it all figured out. So you tell us what makes a quality parent since it can only be a man and a woman. What's so well, special about mom and dad to make them? I'm nature. using this discussion to bring it back ah, to the nature. fact that you, you are proving the point. We have won this debate because you have just conceded that, yes, we have a very woke agenda. We don't think there needs to be moms or dads or any sort of boundaries, any sort of limits, any sort of 
um, hierarchy, nothing, no structure. Everything's no. acceptable. When did we, when did as we long say as no nice. structure? As long IRI as it's nice, it's When did we say good, no right? hierarchy? IRI said no limits. No limits. He said no limits. No he limits. said any, anything is acceptable. It's there just is still <laughs> a hierarchy within a family with adults and children. There is still, yes. a, there's, there is still structure well, within wait a, a family second. with adults and children. That's not what the Wokies on the left say. They are arguing now for child's rights. They want well, children you're, you're, to be able to consent to things. They want children You're debating to be a straw man. We're, we're in no, front of you. You're a debating a, 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 figure, a, a phantom figure. We're right here in front of you. So who are these Wokies? What Wokies? You talking about AOC well, okay. and her Instagram I account? Or right 435 again? It's an agenda. That's the point. It's yeah, an so, agenda. So let me dive into this with you, IRI. Yeah. The Wokies are you, the guy who said there's no limitations whatsoever on what you find acceptable. Meaning if 30 gay men decide to adopt one child, right, and put them up in a frat house with them, in your opinion, that's just fine, right? Nothing wrong I with that. For, for me, Stardust may disagree, but I think it'd be pretty base to have 30 parents. Think about all the experience that those people bring, all the different skills, all the different occupations, oh, all the different networks and friends. What a gift. What a gift. You know we've done that, right? You know that's been tried. Have you ever heard of a kibbutz in Israel? They you tried mean a, kib a kibbutz? A yes, kibbutz. I'm familiar yeah. with kibbutzes in and Israel. Yeah. in the Soviet Union, they had these mass commune, uh, communal child raising experiments as well. And sure. children starved and they died and there was massive rampant abuse. It, but those it, are professionals raising the kids. That's the difference. Those are professionals raising the kids. Those are not no, parents taking on the kids as their own. These were no, my mother, my mother grew Thank up on a kibbutz. So I'm very Holy familiar with shit. the structure. That is the greatest thing. Greatest point you could have made is the one you just made. You're right. They weren't the parents raising the kids, right? You need the maternal instinct of a mother and you need to have the, the instincts of the father as well. Now, you were about to say I was making a naturalistic fallacy earlier, but I was not. I was saying that nature already decided this in the, the fact that a man and a woman, that's what it takes to breed out a child. Do you think, because you believe in evolution, that over millions of years that you were designed to be able to breed singularly with a woman uh, in order for you to just leave your offspring for other men or to, uh, you know, what, what is it that you think? How do you think that this well, came about person, exactly? Well, of what course, happens when the dynamic family of two parents is not only the best, but the best outcomes come from a working class family that has a, a uh, father who's working and a mother that stays at home. There's no well, doubt that that's I, true. I just want to make a quick point of clarification that I see parents and custodians as inter interchangeable. I don't see any value in the parents versus custodians, like a kid being adopted. So, but there's ahead, no sorry. woke agenda here. He doesn't well, want to just completely it's dissolve. It's not an agenda. Fabric and reorganize. Uh, it, what happens? What happens when somebody, when one, one or both of the parents die? They, these are actually they're actual real life outlier scenarios. cases. No, they're not outlier. Yeah, they're outliers. not outliers. They're they're not outliers. No, actually, back in the 19, I believe in the early 1900s, um, back when the nuclear family was so, so, uh, such a, a big thing, which it really wasn't that big of a thing, but a lot of, there was a lot of mortality and a lot of people lost either, either one or both parents by the age yeah, of How 18. many is a lot, Stardust? Oh, what do you mean? Well, you said it's a lot. I'm claiming it's outliers. Tell, so since it's you made the claim an it's a lot, if majority, well, if majority of children in the early 1900s well, were losing many? at least one parent by the age of 13, that Wait, is how many? majority of children. No, that, that can't be true. 
in the early 1900s? No, that can't be true that the majority of children lost at least one parent. It can't be true. This is all a giant distraction, though, from the point of the debate, which is, is there a woke agenda? And you guys are sitting here arguing for extremely radical social reorganization, thereby proving our point, and we win the debate. What is what is the radical there's not social... a woke agenda in everything you've said. What is the radicals? Wait. What is the radical? I guess I'm missing where the radical social reorganization is. Maybe you can explain yes. where that is. So we can raise kids with 30 frat guys. We can raise them with two gay guys. We can raise them with uh, any any combination of human beings as long as what? Uh, there's not even a qualifier. Well, and you would qualifier. The qualifier, the qualifier. it ahead, needs sir. to be that the parents are, and I might disagree with, with IRI and the 30 men in like in one house and raising <laughs> one an child. It's an extreme example. It's an extreme example. Uh, but but as a kid, it. I would be, I would be mixing up people's names, but, um, but <laughs> I think, I think that the, uh, I, I think that the qualifiers that we want people to be quality parents right? Regardless of what their gender is, regardless of what their race is, regardless of all of these other factors, though it is the most important thing is that that parent wants to be a parent. That parent is a quality parent. That parent is giving their all to make sure that they can provide a good life for that child. Right. And but just yeah. randomly introducing all kinds of other people and situations and arrangements into the mix doesn't do no. that. But that's this not, is, we, don't that's not we don't want that. That would be, that, 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 that would, no, wait a minute. We don't want that. We don't want random things introduced randomly into a kid's life yeah. that would not be stable for a child, right? You want no. stability for a child. Yeah, if 30 guys want to adopt a kid, let me just clarify my example. If 30 guys want to get together and adopt a kid and raise it in their frat house, then that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just dropping a kid off at a frat house and somebody watches it once and then. That's not what I'm saying. It's radical. But let me me engage with Andrew's Andrew's point, though. Can I engage with your point? Andrew, you said back in the day we would mate with a woman and you would, that would be the parents, right? That's what you said. You would, you would couple up with a woman, right? Yeah. So, I think, what about back in the day where like every male in the tribe probably mated with the woman? Nobody knows whose baby it is. Probably eight guys had sex with her before she was pregnant. Like, and what happens in that case? Who's who's uh, the father? Which tribe? Because I think you're lying, and there wasn't very many We're tribes. We're talking that did that. about civilized. You don't think that humanity. those type of things happened back? No, I didn't say. Hang on, hang on. I didn't say that those things never happened. But again, you can point to every outlier example that you want in mass civilizations. No. Those things generally didn't happen even amongst the pagans, all right? We have this thing still instilled in us called jealousy, IRI. You know what that is, right? We still have, like, do you think that just in 2,000 years, human beings have decided uh, to stop being jealous, to stop being greedy, to stop all of our base emotions? Come on, man. Well, yeah. you said you said well, you course. believe in evolution. I'm going all the way back to when we were first starting to develop who we are as homo sapiens. And I'm saying we probably all mated with each other and somebody got yeah, pregnant. It was like, nope, probably. any clue whose child it was. Yeah, I don't care about probably. And it is all a distraction, what you're talking about right now. <laughs> but you do care about probably. You care about probably. First off, it was not an with... outlier that people would die, right? The parents of children would die, right? So that those children would need to be taken yeah, but you care said of most. other family you members. Said, you said most. Well, in the early 
early 1900s, yes. And even prior to that, I would say that, yes, a lot of children lost parents at an early age. And so they would be raised by one parent or they would be they would be going to work at an early age. And unfortunately, that was what it was. People died much earlier. Was People that optimal? Earlier. It was, obviously it. was not. Obviously, it was okay, not. But, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just because, just because uh, that I'm, I'm using that, it's not optimal, but that is an example of why having different parents of different genders shouldn't be a huge deal as long as those parents are quality parents. There are studies that show that children with same-sex parents um, report no different outcomes from from um, children of of of, uh, of uh, different sex parents, um, oh, and so. I mean, like, wait, uh, there's a huge difference in outcome that you guys never indicate, which is hugely problematic, which is, is that, that we're facing a worldwide an existential birth rate crisis. And how is it that you expect homosexuals to breed exactly? They're homosexuals. They don't breed stardust. Where is the and worldwide? If you're, and you're introducing this via promotion. Hang on. You're introducing this via promotion into society. You're promoting an LGBTQ agenda as fast as possible. And I'll give you examples. You've introduced gay marriage and you try to get it passed as fast as you possibly could. There's rainbows all over the White House under Obama. Everywhere that you look, the radical Beautiful. LGBTQ agenda is being promoted over the uh, norm heteronormative societal structure. And you say it's both and. I say that you want to do it at the expense of because you only promote one of these things. You don't promote both of these things. Every time you, you promote something, like you said, when your definition of what wokeism is, every time you promote something, you're only promoting it for what you consider marginalized groups, not for normative uh, or heteronormative families. You don't promote that. You the only normative promote family was never the nuclear family. The normative family was never the nuclear family. That we was a already privilege. have gone through that this. That was a Stardust. privilege. That the was extended family's fine for few... definition. Yeah, for sure. Us. We don't but care. we're talking about two polyamorous, uh, neurodivergent, transgender furries hiring people to be surrogates for their <laughs> their uh, non-binary. Okay, this is a very America-centric view. This is a very America-centric view. You both know that birth rates are falling worldwide. Right. Yeah. That should be in, in in that should be indicative, in fact, because in majority of the world, um, homosexuality is not something that's embraced. In the majority of the world, LGBTQ um, yes, people are not embraced. Are that should be in the West, that should that should be in, that should in the be West, indicative. Artists. That should be indicative of the fact that the birth rate falling has nothing to do with the LGBTQ people. It has more to do with people who are um, becoming more educated, people who um, who uh, are achieving more wealth, just tend to have less children. Okay, so do you That's don't think that twenty one percent? 21% of the next generation being LGBTQ, that's going to do nothing to harm the birth rate just because people are getting more educated. Right, Stardust? Is that really uh, the argument that you're making right now? 21% can still adopt, right? Somebody has to be the maker. Who's making Not everybody them, is Stardust? gay and that's... Not everybody's gay and there's bisexual and trans people can have kids. But Landry, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have a mom and a dad who are drug addicts, heroin users raising a kid than two guys who have it's science degrees? It's a false and, dichotomy. No, no it's, it's not. It's not. You're saying it's the value. No, hold on. 
Hold on, hold on. You're saying the value of a mom and dad outweighs anything. So you're telling me you'd rather have two drug using, drug abusing people raising a kid, two solid gay parents? Really? So, so let me answer this question for you. My answer mm. would be no. But let me turn the question back on you with a simple bifurcation too. Okay, if the world was going to explode tomorrow. Okay, would you stick your penis in a man's butt? Okay, so you're you're saying that my example. No, no, no. Answer my in... question. It's an no, no, important no. question. Hold on. If Hold on. I just want to make sure. Oh, tomorrow. I I just want to ask for clarification. That? I want to make sure that I'm I'm reading this right. You are equating my question of two drug addicted parents, mom and dad, raising a kid instead of two gay people to the world's going to explode. Am I going to stick my genitalia into something is yeah, that is it, this is the equal uh, here are, okay. what i'm asking is if these are okay. your only options because that's all your my only option so you're telling me worst, that's not happening in america no, 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 right no. now here's the here's the that's trick happening in america right now hang on, hang on. well hey all right all right hang on no, they've been no, interrupting no, you let just let andrew get that let andrew get the point here sure sure andrew here's the trick to a bifurcation just so you know uh i'm really important you present it as you can only have this thing or this thing when there's actually hundreds of other options, hundreds of other options. Okay. But you only present it as this or this. So you say, if it was a bunch of drug addicts, well, why didn't you present that the state could seize the child? Why didn't you present that there might be other family members who could take the child? Why didn't you present any of the hundreds of other realistic scenarios that that's would go fine. into it? And that's why I say, okay, well, then I'll give you uh, just as an absurd a bifurcation and ask you this. So answer that for me with a yes or no, like I answered yours. Would you stick your genitals in a man's butt in order to stop the world from exploding? Yes. Okay. And I'm straight I as a ruler. And I'm straight as a ruler. I'm straight as yeah. a ruler. I don't know if I could get it up. I might need some help, but I, I would do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you see the point though? He's saying you presented a false choice. You can't say... It's okay, that's fine. Or terrible. Seeing the child would still be worse for the child than having I'll, two loving parents, even if yes. they're same sex. Guys, and I would say, I would say know. that, like an example, uh, like uh, um, like uh, another example, like my life, my life as a child significantly increased as soon as my father was not in the picture, and it would have probably significantly increased regardless if I had a secondary, a second parent, right? Regardless of their gender. Right. But regardless of that, the the as soon as my father was out of the picture, my life significantly increased. Um, so mm. so the, like we're talking about quality over quantity. And if that quality is two same sex parents, I would take that over any day over over right. um, two terrible parents. I would take that any day over the state um, as a parent. Um, I would take that any day because um, because quality is what is needed for a child stability is what is needed that. for a child we get your point okay you well, don't rachel let me let me intervene for just one second hey everyone we only have 10 minutes left submit your questions remember to at modern day debate and remember we only we're only at 90 likes right now but there is 284 people watching hit that like button for me share this with your friends subscribe to the channel resume guys go for it my point was going to be you don't you don't want me to drag out all my statistics about how you know gays have far higher rates of domestic violence. Lesbian couples have the highest rate of domestic violence that there is. Uh, gay men have high rates of drug addiction, depression, anxiety, much more so than straight couples. Kids who are, you know, raised by a mother and a father experience far less child abuse than any other at-home situation. I presented these, um, these statistics tons of times in debates. It's not, nobody really argues that it's true I that 
I'd like to oh, see. We could do the same. We could do the same thing with races. Say, no, wait. Would you support the same here. thing with races? No. The point here is to say that you have to have some kind of structure for society. You have to have some normativity. You cannot just dissolve all boundaries and say, you know, what you guys are talking about is having a pure, like, ultra utilitarian society where we go as long as everyone's nice. Just do whatever you want because that's not real life. That's not how it works. When you dissolve boundaries and you get rid of normativity and you get rid of structure and you get rid of um, like a moral normative situation, you end up with more and more deviancy, more uh, depression, more just more degeneracy in general. Worse okay. outcomes all around. So to say that just dissolving all the boundaries is going to fix things is uh, completely wrong and backwards. And they've tried this in certain parts of the world in certain times and it has been disastrous every time and results in massive amounts of people dying i have a question if you if it, if the statistics showed that based on a certain race a group of people were far more likely to have abuse in their households no, no, would you would you prevent no. them would you prevent no, them from having children absolutely no, not no. you miss you didn't listen to the thing i just said which is there <laughs> has to be a normative structure to society you cannot just say anything goes. That doesn't fix but things. The left seems Rachel. to think that getting rid of rules fixes things. <clears throat> we'll just get rid of the laws and then there won't be any criminals is essentially the so, thought process here. Okay, for give Rachel, IRI some time to respond to that. Go for it, IRI. I, I just want to say I, I'm, I'm willing to bet there's tons of other factors that contribute to um, bad households or whatever. And you, you have found a scenario where you're pointing to the structure of the family, but I'm sure there's tons of other variables that affect whether or not domestic abuse happens or drug use or whatever, or depression. I mean, really, you're going to blame the, the who's in charge of the kids for whether or not they're depressed as the entire source i mean come on this is crazy there's so many other things <laughs> yeah, it's that a are pretty big source, life. Man. yeah it's a pretty yeah. big source it's a big source and listen we have I, well give them some time to finish give them some time to finish let let iri finish iri I just keep going there there could be tons of other external factors and you're completely discounting them and simply saying that it's the parents that are fully to blame for these kids having more depression or whatnot who knows what the the variables are here i do would you like to know? Because this is my area of study. I have an entire folder here. I can drop all the links, but I can just rattle some off the top of my head if you want some statistics proving that this is true. I mean, uh, uh, what I would ask is, uh, is again, like, what if somebody said to you there needs to be rules and, and, um, and let's say there were statistics out saying that mixed race marriages produced worse outcomes for children. Would you be against barring mixed race marriages if that meant that those children had worse outcomes so are you saying then are you asking this question this way if we had scientific proof that it was the race that caused it if you had scientific proof not that the race caused it but you're saying okay that well then wait the answer minute, would be no wait a minute us. wait a minute statistic <laughs> you were saying statistically certain groups lgbtq groups are, are more likely to have certain problems in their families. Yeah, and, and we're saying it's because they're LGBTQ. Outcomes. You see how well, that works now? Okay. Are you getting there, so Stardust? Did the light bulb it, go because off? It's because but they're LGBTQ? I, 
I bet you I could find statistics that show that a household that doesn't have a dog has more depression in it. I mean, what do you you can find any statistics to back up what you want to say for a household? If it was well, based on like okay, sure. Right? You know what? If it was based on race, <laughs> if you said if you could find out I that you because diets, right? If you, you find I'm if saying you found out that because a a couple was mixed race, uh, they because of the mixed race couple, their child had worse outcomes. Would you bar mixed race couples? One more time, I'm just going to ask you the most important part, which is, are you saying that the outcome is based on the fact that they're mixed race and you have yes. scientific evidence that it's that the proof is their race? It's sure. the scientific evidence is specifically saying that if you're born this race, no matter what, there's going to be worse outcomes for the kids. If you're born this race and you get with a different race, no matter what, the outcome will be worse for those children. Yes, okay, that's, that's and, what I'm but, saying. But just, just so that we're clear, because I, I need this, I need to make sure before I answer this, that we're as concise as we can be. So the science is saying that you being this race is the factor, not poverty, not external factors, not anything else. It's literally just the genetics of this race. The nature of the relationship, right? The, you being this race and the partner being a different race. Is the and, reason. And no, well, no, because this then that would indicate other factors besides the race. That's why I'm asking you over and over and over again, is the scientific indicator that the genetics of the race are what's causing that? And if the answer is no, then we wouldn't be for it. Is the scientific indicator that the genetics of somebody being gay is producing the worst outcome? No, nope. and we don't need that because we can still look at behaviors, right? And say that these if behaviors you can make that, that are judgment specifically to specifically to this particular group and that it's not an immutable characteristic it's a choice they can change those things yes if you're saying that it's a choice for them that to enter this um same-sex relationship mm -hmm. and have a child mm -hmm. and because of that choice they are producing worse outcomes for that child. Yes. Can you not say the same thing about an interracial couple, right? They are making the choice to participate in an interracial part, um, uh, marriage and they are producing worse outcomes for that child. How would you not but because pr propose it's not the due same to the, restrictions Because on it's them? not the same because it's not due How would to it not race. be the same? Hang on, because it's not It's due, due to the choice that they're making. No, they it, don't no, have to choose not. to be in that hang relationship. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It can't be. By your formula, we can we know for sure, Stardust, logically, right, that your race is an immutable characteristic and that being an LGBTQ person is not, right? Your race is an, is an immutable characteristic, but entering then it's a not a choice, Stardust. Entering a relationship with somebody else of a different race is still mm -hmm. a choice. Well, that's true, but whatever is the contributing factor causing those outcomes can't be the race. Whereas it could be the sexuality. It could be. Yes. And this is this the is sexuality too. The point, this is the sexuality. Really no, it's not world. beside the point. It's not beside the point because this is the sexuality too. You're making the choice to enter a relationship with somebody of right. a different race than you. And you're providing a worse outcome for your children as a result of that. But it can't be due to the race because you said that it's, it's due to got the sexuality. To be you said it has to be external factors. It's due to the sexuality. You said yeah, it's due to the sexuality of the gay people. It's, it's not the, the sexuality external, of the interracial couple, but too. We're, we're making the claim it's not it's due analogous. to the external factors. What are you talking about? You're conflating two different things totally well, and completely.
Let me play your game a little bit here. So Rachel has statistics that show that kids in same-sex uh, couples or whatever households have more depression, right, Rachel? That's what you were saying. No, I have statistics showing that the mother, father, biological parents being married and having children is by far the healthiest uh, situation for children on all metrics that they look at. Okay, so let's let's just say then that one of the variable, one of the conclusions of that study was that kids that are brought up by same-sex couples suffer from more depression. Okay. I don't think that's an unfair conclusion to make based on what you're saying. What, what people like I will say is, well, maybe what if the kid goes to school and hears that his parents are acceptable? What if he never sees no. any examples well, of his, well, hold on, let me just finish real quickly. What if that kid goes to school? Statistics are. Okay. It's, I'm, it's I'm telling you. like alcohol abuse, um, rates of incarceration, rates of child abuse. It's things of that nature. It's not like, oh my gosh, people are making fun of my two dads. Now I'm sad. No, it's like, uh, I'm being raised by two lesbian moms. Uh, what, you know, and one of them's obviously not my mom. It's my mom's girlfriend. So mom kicked my dad out. Now my dad's gone. I don't have my dad in my life and I've got mom and her girlfriend and they have a much higher rate of abuse, things like that. I'm saying on average, we're talking, this debate is supposed to be like a broad thing. We're not supposed to just focus on like this one little area. We're talking about a woke agenda. And I'm saying that we have tons of evidence that shows that to the extent that you try to dissolve and mess with a mother and a father being the biological parents of the children and raising them and the general structure of society that is healthy, to the extent that you try to dissolve all those boundaries and get rid of all that structure and say anything goes, we could just do whatever. It's all, the, it's all, it's going to be better. Like your argument is that it's better, that humanity is better with no rules, no boundaries, no limits. We can just do whatever. Hey, you know, have five furry non-binary girlfriends who all have autism and it's fine. You know, it's like, you can just pick what's wrong. What's wrong with five in the hat and pick whatever you want. What, and it'll all what turn is, out better like, somehow. All right. All right. All right, all right the time is up. I'm going to give you the last word on this and then we're going to move into closing statements. Okay. My last word will be what is wrong with five autistic furries raising kids. I That's mean, it. nothing if you have a woke agenda, bro. <laughs> okay. I think they right. can, right there, there, hey, we're going to settle it right there. We're going to move it into closing statements. Stardust, I will let you go first and start us off. Go for it. You have six minutes. Okay. So the same arguments that were just used for LGBTQ um, relationships, raising children, were the same uh, arguments used for interracial couples raising children as well um, uh, decades ago. I think that the very fact that you can't answer the question, um, what would you do if the statistics showed that an interracial couple produced worse outcomes for, for children? And guess what? That is sexuality because they are choosing to enter that interracial relationship. Um, uh, so what would you do if those, if, if, if that produced worse outcomes, would you bar them from being in a relationship. The fact that our opponents couldn't even answer that question shows me that um, either they're, they're um, unwilling to acknowledge that it is analogous because it, it is the same thing. You are choosing to be in that relationship. You are choosing to participate in that marriage or they, um, they're, I don't know, they're scared. I'm not sure. But I think that the woke uh, agenda is not an agenda. Um, wokeism, again, is just like a broad idea, a movement. And um, people have 
been participating in this in in this movement for a long time they have been for racial equality lgbtq equality gender equality for a long time and wokeism is just like the word for it today um i would say that uh again cancel culture is not um something that i would ever associate with wokeism because cancel culture is something that's been also around for a very long time. And you can look at the satanic panic where people tried to um, stop kids from playing Dungeons and Dragons because Dungeons and Dragons was such a dangerous game for people to play when the Catholic Church was abusing children um, uh, during the same time. And nobody batted an eye at that. Um, I would say that um, uh, I would point at, again, Billie Holiday performing anti-lynching songs um, and the Federal Bureau of Nar Narcotics was trying to stop her from doing that. Is that not a violation of freedom of speech? Is that not cancellation of some sort of way? Um, Disco Demolition Night. Disco represented um, the black, gay parts of society, and um, and and Disco Demolition Night was like a a a uh, response to that, right? Destroying all of these albums, right? Book bannings, even today in America. So these are things that are cancellations or or um, uh, um, like ways that people try to stifle freedom of speech and freedom of media. Um, and we don't associate it with woke culture because it's never been about woke culture. It's been about controlling um, the opposition and trying to squash the opposition. And um, that being said, um, I don't support the censoring of anybody um, left or right or center. And I think that to um, combat that, we, we should acknowledge that this is not something that's part of, of woke culture. Awesome. And IRI, can you give us your closing statement? Yeah, I'll try to keep it real short here, but I see what the problem is here. Uh, Rachel had identified that our goal is to break up the nuclear family. As we stated multiple, multiple times before we lost the debate, according to them 20 minutes ago, we have no intention of dissolving the nuclear family or the mom-dad structure. If that's what you want to do with your life, awesome. We just want to expand what a family means to give more kids a chance. That's it. We just want more kids to be raised by loving people, whether it's a mom and a dad, two dads, five furries with autism. I don't care. But I think that plenty of arrangements are capable of raising kids and sending them off to be wonderful citizens and as finally, as far as like depression or drug use or alcohol abuse or whatever vice you want to you want to point to and associate with the mom and dad, I have a feeling there's a lot of other things in life that are much more responsible for that, including social media use and these cell phones, these computers in our pockets and um, the way kids are talked about in schools now and what they have to deal with with school. I, I think we should look much, much wider than just who's tucking them into bed at night and putting a plate of food on there on the table. I mean, give me a break. There's so many other ways that kids interact with the world. And you guys are absolutely obsessed with the two people that are in their house as if that will solve all the problems. I guarantee you, if you got rid of, if, if you got rid of the ability for families to be anything but a mom and dad, you would still have a whole mess of problems. You probably have even worse problems out there in the world. But listen, this has been a lot of fun. I always appreciate talking to Andrew. And Rachel, it was a lot of fun to meet you and, and uh, get to debate with you. Thank you, sir. All right. And Rachel, you want to go with your closing statement? Sure. So this whole debate was just ever so slightly frustrating for me because I felt like the broader 
the breadth of the topic was not addressed. I felt like we stayed in weird little pockets um, when my whole opening statement was about, um, like I'm really important said, it's much wider than that. Yes, it is. It's much wider than just the nuclear family. That's why in the beginning I addressed things like private property, <clears throat> you know, um, just traditional governments, nations, borders, all the different things that just represent having structure, having limits, having rule of law, having material reality. Um, the woke agenda itself is about dissolving all of that. People don't, I, I think people don't understand. That's why I tried to say it's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's not about conservatives and, and liberals. It's about a much broader agenda that is about dissolving all boundaries, erasing all boundaries. And it that's why it has this spiritual underpinning and you need like a broader historical depth, I think, to see and understand that. It's not about the current political climate. It's not even about the last hundred years. This is a much, much bigger, broader conversation, which I know can be tough for people if you don't like look at everything from a zoomed out macro level. But yes, the woke agenda is about dissolving all these structures. Anything that puts a limitation on reality, anything that keeps people grounded in, in reality or um, gives them limits to their behavior. Anything that says, no, there are certain things that are bad for you. You know, there are certain things that are morally wrong and we shouldn't do these things. The woke agenda is about dissolving all of that. It's about getting rid of that. It's about making everything permissible. It's about making everything okay to do. And it's ultimately a very anti-human agenda because it results in things like depopulation, um, the metaverse, getting the coom pod and eat the bugs is like, you know, it, people think that's a joke, but again, you can read what some of the most powerful people in the world write about and they think this would be a great thing. This is what the woke agenda is. It's much bigger than U.S. politics and it's, it's really about dissolving good and bad, right and wrong and morality and all of the structures that kind of hold life together and create a stable environment for humans to live in. It's about dissolving that. So... I wish we could have kind of like talked a little bit more about that, but that's kind of, you know, that's not how these things go, but it was still a fun conversation with both of you guys. And I appreciate you. Andrew, sir, the floor is yours. Yeah. So first let's start with Stardust. <clears throat> Stardust says over and over in her closing statement that her question did not get answered when we answered it 30 different times, but I'm going to answer it again the most coherent way it could possibly be answered, and I'll literally draw it on a graph if she wants me to, okay? Your argument premise is flawed. What you're saying is, is there scientific evidence that the race in this scenario genetically is what is causing the outcomes? And the answer from you is, no, no, it's not. And I say, okay. And then you say, what well, would you be against interracial couples based on their sexual orientation with each other due to their race because it would lead to worse outcomes. It's a contradiction, Stardust. It, the race couldn't lead to worse outcomes because you said right in your premise that the race wasn't what was leading to the bad outcomes. This is why it was flawed. It was non-analogous. I can literally graph it out for you. That's one. Okay, two, we're saying specifically to IRI's point that family expansion actually means disassociation. We made the claim over and over that the promotion of one drains the resources from the optimal results from the other. You're going to have to promote a certain standard for society, certain lifestyles for society based on the resources that that society has. And what, IR, what does IRI say? 
Sorry about that. What does IRI say? IRI says, well, well, you know, whatever you want, man, whatever you want, bro. You know, we, you can, you know, just live and let live. There's an endless amount of money. There's an endless supply of resources. We can promote every single value as a standard, even though then there would be no standard. If you had everything was permissible, there is no more standard. This was Rachel's point. The entire debate is you're trying to eliminate the societal standards. That is the woke agenda. And you're like, yes, we do. But we certainly didn't concede the debate, even though we totally conceded the debate by admitting that that was true. Okay. They clearly didn't coordinate with each other. They clearly didn't have any conversations beforehand because they uh, disagreed with each other on what woke even meant. They disagreed with each other's points at multiple times during the debate. They didn't engage at all. They just made up to absurdities, demanded that we answer to them. And then I showed them how uh, how well that works when you just make up absurd things because you can just throw it right back in the opponent's face. Uh, so to end this, we proved that there is a woke agenda. We pushed in on what that meant. Our opponents could not even grasp together what they thought a woke agenda would even mean or what woke by definition even was. They had two competing definitions. So, I mean, right from the outset, the entire debate was a mess because, to be honest with you, they just don't know what the hell they're talking about. And we did. And that's really to just, you know, kind of cut it off right there, how this debate went. All right. Thank you, both sides, for uh, presenting your arguments. We thank you so much for coming onto the channel once again. James, thank you for letting me step in and moderate. At this time, we're going to switch over into audience questions. Now, I was going through during the debate a lot of the questions, and they're mixed in some statements. So what I'll do is I'll throw out a question, let our debaters have it, and then I'm going to throw in a, a statement from the super chatters because there was a lot of statements that had super chats next to it so uh first one will go from neon nowhere who donated ten dollars we appreciate your donation so much saying based modern debate we so much thank you for your donation and your support on this channel uh the first question for two dollars from david is how old do you have to be to have a stacy abrams poster well, yeah, you have to be 18 years old, I believe, to donate to a campaign. So I would say you probably have to be at least 18 years old. That and and put some respect on that woman's name. That's the next governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. To you, champ. Blech. Gross. Gosh. And you don't even know how to spell Stacey's name. It's on my goddamn wall. You freaking genius. <laughs> Next one comes from Stephen Mulaney or Mulraney for five dollars. We appreciate you, sir. Pulling women out of home out of the home isn't an attack on the nuclear family? Question mark. Question to Stardust. Yes, the um, the nuclear family was something that was afforded to a a small group of people who were very privileged to have that, and oftentimes they had the assistance of women out who were already working outside of the home um, who would come in and assist with them in the house, things like that. You can look back even further at more traditional families. And um, uh, earlier than that, a lot of the time, um, uh, the average working person um, was working. And that means male or female. Um, it, so if you were maybe like upper class uh, or 
in some cases, upper middle class, you could afford to do that and have the wife at home. Um, but even then, oftentimes um, there, there, there was like a pretty bad issue where a lot of these wives stuck at home were um, seeing psychiatrists um, and they were like being prescribed um, all sorts of things to, uh, to deal with the stresses that they had being at home. So Next one. Oh, do you guys want to interact with that one at all, Rachel? Or well, I don't know Andrew? if we'll be able to get to the super chats if we don't keep them concise. Yeah, basically. I think yeah, I'll we, about that for a yeah. long time. You guys but are right. I'm gonna keep... Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Wally for $10. The right wingers should try developing a moral system that's based something on other than uh, pure faith. Well, that's great. Because we do, we, we, we do. We do have a moral system that's based on something other than pure faith. And it's called Christian ethics. Okay. Even you, a person who doesn't believe at all in Christ can still follow Christian ethics to a degree. Okay. So we do have a moral system. Sorry. And I'm he, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Means, yeah. For we some reason, the hedonist and utilitarians all think that if you're not a hedonist, that, that means you have no moral system. I have no idea why, but you should look into deontological ethics because we do have a moral system. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, we, Andrew and I both, although we are Christians, if, unless we're explicitly debating like theolo theology, we tend to use secular argumentation. We'll use things like logic, uh, reason, statistics, things like that to make our point. We don't just rely on, we don't make faith-based arguments. So just the fact that we are Christians does not mean that we just believe in some um, metaphysical thing we can't ground and just go from there. That's the opposite of what we do. So you should watch some of our other debates if you want to see how we do that. <clears throat> All right. Next one coming from Mark for $10. Everyone stop talking over uh, each other. Have a level of decorum. You have to show each other a, uh, you know, a little bit of respect for you to get your point across. Otherwise, don't agree to the debate. Disagree and move. Uh, oh, sorry. Disagree to the debate. Also, Stardust, come better prepared. Stardust, do you want to respond to that? Obviously, that's a shot at you. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I have two uh, Google Docs outlined, but, you know, yeah, I'll come better prepared next time. I Three feel like blocks. Stardust came pretty prepared, actually. Um, I'm not, like, on her team or anything, but I felt like she was pretty prepared. And... Stop, you know, being a Karen about stuff, Mark. But thanks for your yeah. super chat and thanks for watching. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mark, for the super chat, even if you were wrong. And I appreciate that, Rachel. Gotcha. Next one comes from Lewis to Stardust and IRI. All other uh, things being equal, does homo parenting or hetero parenting lead to better life outcomes of the child? From the studies that I've seen, it says... Um, uh, um, all other things being equal, um, uh, same sex couples and, and, um, and opposite sex couples have the same outcomes for children, but that's yeah, from what it, I've seen. I think it comes down to having love in your life and people that care about you and people that can share values and, uh, their experiences and put you on the right path. And I don't care if it's again, five autistic furries doing that or a man and a woman. Find the right path when you got 30 frat dads. I think that's based. That's a lot of life experience. I mean, imagine 30 people were dedicated to raising two kids. That'd be incredible. What are you talking about? No, it wouldn't. They wouldn't agree. 
course they would if they all they signed up for it. They would necessarily contradict each other. Do you know how how hard it is to have two parents <laughs> on the same page, let alone Listen, 30 frat dads or five furries? I participated in raids in World of Warcraft, and we all got on the same page with more people that than that, okay? And children, we slayed those beasts, and you. we got that magic armor. Yeah, with a whole bunch of discombobulation and disagreement and one asshole named Leroy Jenkins pulling a mob and killing <laughs> off everybody. So shut up, Leroy IRI. Jenkins doesn't look Leroy Jenkins right? can't Leroy be Jenkins part of this. Leroy Jenkins, Leroy Jenkins has Sorry, his buddy. has his parental rights revoked. Sorry. Listen, did you guys not hear Mark five minutes ago? Jesus, have some decorum. <laughs> All right, next one coming from Brandon Hansen for five dollars. Thank you, sir. All left slash woke people follow the same line in regards to the woke agenda. It's not happening, but if it's actually a good thing, but if it is, it's actually a good thing. Any responses to that? Obviously, that's to the left side of the panel. Uh, uh, not really. It's like, I don't really. I hear you. That was more of a statement. Yeah. And then the next one. Yeah, coming cool. from, here's my here's my response. Cool story, bro. Next one coming from JD. Do you agree that egalitarianism will abolish the parent-child distinction by revealing that humans are being discriminated on the basis of their age and development? That's obviously to the left side of the panel. Um, I think that uh, I think that the distinction, like not all hierarchies, need to be like you know abolished. I think this distinction is is a needed one, um, and children are like unexperienced and need guidance in the world. And so I don't think the parent-child distinction will be abolished. And if it is, that yeah. would be ridiculous and really dumb. So that is a weird thing to even think about. Like what you want a baby to like be on equal terms with a grown person. It makes no sense to me. Are you I'm discriminating against babies? Are you saying babies can't be good parents? In a meritocracy, <laughs> look, in a meritocracy, that baby hasn't earned its right, okay? I'm gotcha. Next saying, point. I thought IRI would be down for that. I thought he'd be yeah, like, who no are limits. you to tell a baby they can't adopt a baby? <laughs> Next one, coming from Steve Mulraney for $5. Um, or... Oh, relatedness has nothing to do with the biology of cooperation? Question mark. Of course it does. It's absurd on its face. Who has a greater stake in the welfare of a child than the people that, you know, I've carried five children for nine months each and birthed them. You have quite the stake in ensuring that they survive and do well and, um, you know, bonding so, hormones and all that. I think I some would... people, like, I think some people... Um, adoptive parents, I don't want to ever um, diminish the um, the good that adoptive parents can can put in a, in a child's life. I think it's very, very important that we encourage people to adopt, regardless of, of biological relatedness, you can have a bond with that child and you can raise that child and you can have a very meaningful relationship with that child. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that the, the experiments that were done in communal raising of children over the last century <laughs> proved oh. it did not work. And even the people who uh, came up with these ideas and implemented them, they had to stop the experiments. Like in the Soviet Union, they they changed their laws on how they reorganized the family within seven years of doing it because it was such a disaster. And same thing in Israel. Um, the people who were raised in the kibbutz, 
uh, however you say yep. that, I'm not with yep, my yep. Midwestern accent. They all say that it was a very traumatic experience being raised that way, that it didn't work. It was bad. The parents said it was bad. We, it's never been done where we do this. Like anybody can just raise a baby and as long as they're nice to it, it works out great. Like it just doesn't bear out in reality. I'm not saying adoption can't work, but that again is like parents adopting a baby, bonding with it early on, raising it as their own child. It's not just communal raising or whoever raising type of a situation. Gotcha. Next question comes from Brandon Hansen for uh, $10. Thank you, sir. Uh, IRI slash Stardust, the hardest thing a child can do is forgive their parents. It's hard to raise a child and make everything work. If you forgive them, you will have a much better relationship with them. True or false? I cut off the last part of that question. Well, I think that um, holding a grudge, whether it's between a child and a parent or an old friend, is a poison that only affects you. So if you can move on with your life and forgive someone for doing something to you, then I, I think it's worth it for your own sake. But I'm not going to tell anybody what to do with their relationship with their parents. I think you can forgive and and uh, still choose to move on with your life. So, And I think that's a very healthy thing to do. True. All right, next question comes from L. D. Ron. Stardust, can you hold a rally saying uh, saying straight traditional family pride without getting de demonized by the system slash public eye today? I actually do think you could. I think you could. If you, uh, maybe not straight, but putting it as traditional family, yes, I think you could. I think that we already glorify the traditional family um, uh, in a lot of ways in media um, and in the past, past decades. Um, a lot of people will say that um, companies today are, are playing into the woke agenda or whatever, um, or into like woke culture or whatever. Um, I would say in the past decades, a lot of companies were playing into the, um, into the whole um, glorification of the traditional family, and they would center a lot of their ads around that. So, got it. And then uh, Joe Schwans for two dollars for both all panelists. Uh, what is your favorite video game and why? Oh no, I'm gonna get roasted so bad because I don't play video games. I play one video game, and I play it with my 13 year old daughter, and it's Mario Party. That's a good game, though. That's a very good it game. It is a good game, but it's not like, you know, gamers are going to hear that and be like, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, Okay, I now you guys can be cool. The games. Games. I think that was, a, that was one of the epic games back in the day. That's what started it off, right, IRI? Wait, which game? Mario, Mario Kart? Party. I, I I mean, I played like GoldenEye back in the day, but I uh, I don't play any games at all. I play real life. More fun. Gotcha. What it? Okay, so you answered the question. What is your game of choice? Me? Yes. I live my life. I don't need to be a character in a video game getting levels up and stuff. I have no joy in vid in video games at all. I don't play any. Oh, nice. Me neither. I cut it off later. Grown man over here. How about you, Andrew? Hey. Do you still play video games, or have you thrown every console I out? I do. I play them all the time. So, I guess my favorite series would be the Total War series. Uh, but probably the funnest one to play right now that I've found is Project Zomboid. Cool. All right. And we're fresh out of questions there. And we still have 18 minutes on the clock. So I actually uh, noticed everybody thought we got drowned into like the child area of uh, the conversation. 
if we can use this last 18 minutes, what would you say is the area where you wanted to talk more about? Uh, I, I, mean, I don't want to take up the whole thing. So you guys go. I, I don't know. Children seem to be a big part of like wokeism or whatever people attacking it. So it seems like that was kind of a natural thing. Maybe getting outside the, the house. Maybe let's what could we talk about businesses maybe a little more and like this whole idea of businesses being woke. Maybe you guys want to play with that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty anti-corporate for the most part. Like I'm not surprisingly, you guys are probably used to debating a lot of like more neocon types. Um, and I don't, I think capitalism has plenty of flaws. I'm not like over here, um, doing a Sean Hannity routine where I love my corporations and I want them to dominate everything. And, um, all that. I, I think socialism, Marxism, communism is all terrible, but I think that com uh, capitalism lends itself to usury and corporatocracy and, and globalism. So um, I think that the corporations being woke is kind of proof of that. And I think that they, they are woke. And I think it's, there are many corporations, the more woke they are, that aren't even profitable. Like they're not, they don't even exist necessarily for profit. It's at a certain point, it's about more than money. It's more about like the power and the hegemony and the ideology. So I think that they're like um, the big tech companies might be a good example of that. Hmm. Well, I mean, look at Elon Musk basically purchasing Twitter. They did it for the money because they got a 30% uh, profit on their stock. I don't know what like if they were so into shutting down free speech, they just sold their company to a guy who says he wants to expand free speech and reel it back in so i don't understand like what well, he thinks that's the what he, there. well that's nice that that's what he says but uh you know he's he's been taking a lot of government money for an awful long time and he would be somebody that i would consider to be a global uh kind of in a pack with a global hegemonic uh billionaire class and i don't think that they have our best interests at heart even if he is buying up twitter and says it's for the purposes of expanding free speech yeah. While it may be true that we did see uh, some significant changes quickly, it looked to me like most of those changes were not to expand free speech, but to cover the ass of people who have been lying to us for several years about yeah. uh, shadow bans and things like this. But I don't expect some great reawakening on Twitter because some billionaire bought it up. No, I've been trying to warn my, my right-wing friends that this is not the victory that they think it is. He is, Elon Musk is a technocrat. Um, he's an esotericist. His baby mama is an absolute high level occultist. They're raising their child like with it has like weird letters and numbers for names and it's non-gendered. And he has a futuristic technocratic vision. And I think that purchasing Twitter is part of that vision. I think he's going to use it to either gather data, to influence, um, to further thing other projects like Neuralink. That tends to be what he does. He'll take a project and it doesn't even have to make a lot of money. He'll get a bunch of other support to keep it afloat. And then he'll use that to further a different project altogether, which is a pretty common thing that you see like the globalists and stuff like that do. So no, I don't think it's the victory that a lot of people on the right think it is. I know that they're like desperate for like somebody prominent to be on their side and like let them say naughty words on the internet and things like that. But I, I don't think that it's the win that they think it is. Unfortunately, I wish it was, maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> hope I'm wrong. Ever yeah. the optimist, the Wilsons, ever the optimist. Hey, what well, Brandon Hansen gave you a good compliment here. Andrew and Rachel are some of the most 
eloquent and rational people I've had the pleasure of listening to on this channel. Keep up the good work. For Thank five you, Brandon dollars. Hansen. Thank you so much, sir. That's very nice. I, we appreciate that. I'd like to I'd like to think Brandon meant to include Stardust and I and perhaps ran out of characters on the end there or something mm. like that. Maybe a yeah, character limit. Definitely. So. Well, if I had to give you a compliment, I know I'm not going to put any money behind it right now, but uh, <laughs> I do respect anybody who walks into the arena with their face and actually makes an argument and stands yeah. behind what, what they believe. So I do commend you both for that. And uh, right now, oh, OG Snoop had a uh, question that came in that we missed it before. Sorry, sir. We'll that now uh is it okay for a family to adopt if one parental unit is trans unit two is a dog unit three is a frost fryer fo what the frost fire fox what who cares okay. firefox yeah, the yeah, web well, browser unit four browser unit four yeah. a baby unit five destiny and lastly a potato oh well, i think why did you make me fill this question <laughs> I, I think uh, if it's Destiny, uh, the content creator, I think Destiny is a fine father. He's wealthy. I think he'd do a great job. As far as having a trans uh, parent to join him on that journey, I think uh, I'm sure that they'd make a wonderful parent, as many trans people do. Uh, having a dog and whatever, a frost fire fox and uh, a baby, part of it too, sounds great. Sounds like a fun family. That's all, all I can say. There's my Aww. dog. So yeah, cute. Um, um, James, That's if you're watching this, James Coons, if you're watching this, I was reading all these questions. I was making sure they were good ones. OG Snoops is a friend to the crystal, so when he made me feel that, I don't know what was going on. Please do not fire me. He that was trolling. Was I do have a question. Um, I do have a question. If if you saw um, corporations kind of like weaponizing um, traditional family values as a as a like marketing um, uh, marketing avenue would you find problems with that as well well no so you're missing the point again right the mm -hmm. point isn't rachel and andy hate corporations the point is to say that these types of industries need to have uh, significant restraint put on them so that they don't run rampant as corporate oligarchical overlords who control our lives and can massively invest in whatever programs they choose to in order to socially engineer society to their own uh, benefit and gains. That's what we're saying. So if you're saying, oh, this corporation down the road wants to promote a dad on a lawnmower to sell lawnmowers, right? And he has a beer in his hand and he has the wife behind him and kids. Do we have a problem with that? No, we don't have a problem with that. That's just fine. It's great. It's wonderful. We're just talking about having some restraint on people who receive billions in, in tax breaks or millions in tax breaks uh, from the federal government, along with huge amounts of subsidies are able to form their own lobbying firms, almost their own private military forces, and having places like Walmart be dealt with like their own nation uh, by China in places like this. That's what we're talking about by restraint. Understood. Uh, this one comes from Dan Zamet, and this is to the whole panel, it sounds like. Why did evolu evolution produce masculine and feminine characteristics in the normative relationships that can produce offspring? Uh, who's that directed to? Sounds like everybody, because there was a moment in the debate where I remember a lot of, uh, you know, yeah, we genetic. I don't know. Like, yeah, we why did evolution, why do men have nipples? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Why is the G-spot for the man in the butt? 
Yeah, like why? Like yeah. I don't think it is, and yeah, I don't believe not. in evolution. So that's my two cents. <laughs> why do so many why? men like their butts? Um, they're that spot in their. I don't know. Like I, I have. That's where the poop comes out, man. Boys, I'm not into that. What kind of boys but, you know, are you hanging out with, Stardust? I'm not hanging out with any boys. I don't hang out with boys. I don't hang out with anybody. Oh, that's um, right. How do you know where their G spot is, Stardust? The, the, yeah. What are Let's the, move the, forward. <laughs> Stardust, what are the? What's your name for the men that you want to get rid of? Well, okay, so they call us femoids, right? That's like the that's the joking thing. Penoids. that Yes. Yeah, so I say penoids. Yeah. So I think and the penoids. Yeah. Log off, Pinoids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that's right. funny. Brandon Hansen making it rain tonight. Another five dollars. Stardust, why is it a problem to weaponize a good thing? Um are they asking in regards to like the weaponization of the uh, of the image of a traditional family? I think um I think a lot of people are um are discontent with like woke uh, corporations because they feel it's disingenuous. And I would assume that they would find that um, the weaponization of the traditional family as a marketing material would be disingenuous as well. Got it. All right. I'm not seeing any more questions come up. And I think this might be a good time to close. We only have eight minutes left. Is there anything you guys wanted to just park uh, parting words on? Do you guys want to plug each other's channels? That way you can just say uh, goodbye to everybody in a proper fashion yeah yeah uh, i'll go i'll go first so my name is andrew wilson i am the uh host of the crucible uh pedro is my co-host uh you can find us on the crucible uh either i'll be moderating a debate or he will or some combination thereof perhaps both of us we we often have debates we have live guests we have jesse lee peterson coming shortly we just are always doing something um fun for you you guys to check out almost every single night i appreciate my debate opponents i'm really important in stardust both of whom the wilsons have a good relationship with even if we do have these types of debates where we absolutely have to mop the floor with them because it's good for them um we are still uh, gonna part on good terms and we appreciate it guys oh, okay and then let's mix it up stardust you want to plug yourself Sure. Um, I, uh, I'm Stardust. You can find me on Twitch or on YouTube. Um, and I, um, I also am on Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, find me wherever. Um, I appreciate also being able to debate tonight. And um, I appreciate uh, Andrew and Rachel allowing us to um, completely hammer them into the ground. Um, I understand it's, 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 not, it's not the most pleasant thing, but I have fun. You guys have fun. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. And thank you, IRI, for partnering with me. All right. And then, Rachel, you want to send off everybody? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a show, and I don't do streams. I just um, occasionally do debates and go on other people's streams. Um, but I do have a book. It's called Occult Feminism, The Secret History of Women's Liberation. It's got some fun, wild stuff in there. Y'all should read it. Um, and thank you to my handsome husband for um being my debate partner and thanks to stardust and i'm really important for letting us crush you we love you anyway <laughs> all right and iri 
Awesome. So I go by I'm really important. There's no apostrophe on there. Twitch.tv slash I'm really important. If you couldn't tell by all the crazy posters behind me, I am obsessed with electoral politics. So that's what we talk about in my channel. What's going on on Capitol Hill with all the Pokemon there, like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Biden. And we've got the midterms coming up. We have the January 6th public hearings coming up. Roe v. Wade might get overturned by the Supreme Court. I'm sure much to the delight of our debate, debate opponents over here. So Let's go! Come by. <laughs> come by. We're having a lot of fun over here. I'm a forever, forever an optimist when it comes to politics and what we can do with this country. I had a blast, as always, hanging out with uh, Andrew and Rachel. I never, I haven't met Rachel, be Rachel before, but it was great to uh, debate with both of you guys. Stardust, always lovely. Appreciate you picking me to be your debate partner. And Pedro, wonderful job filling in. I hope you get to uh, moderate a lot more debates here on. Uh, modern day debates and yeah, and just uh, to the YouTube, yeah, and to the YouTube chat. I trust me, I was trying to trigger you guys half the time, so I hope you guys had fun raging at me. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I did want to just add one quick thing before you close it down, Pedro. That IRI does seem to be the last political Twitch streamer that does politics. So that that is something like just so that you guys know, I've been all over Twitch, right and. He's he's literally the only one that's ever talking about politics and the rest of them are always talking about, you know, who who Destiny's in a sexual relationship with and usually. So I would uh, I would go actually check it out because he actually does do politics. Awesome. Thank gotcha. you. Andrew. I appreciate that. Right. And uh, thank you. My name is Pedro. I am from the Crucible. Like I said, Andrew's actually my business partner. It was a total joke at the opening. We do know him. We go way back. Well, we pretty much go way back now. We're, we're good friends. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, like this comment that I have up that I, for the rest of everybody in the audience, did a good job. And James Kuhn uh, looks at my little trial run here and brings me back because I very much enjoyed this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Modern Day Debate. We thank you so much for coming to the channel. Remember to like the video, share it with your friends on your social media and most importantly subscribe if you feel like you want to support this channel and help it grow uh yeah we don't do co-promotes in this business that much but i'm i'm happy to say i i think this channel should grow and be when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.